0: News Radio 1070
1: WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email Mark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On
0: The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. John Fetterman is a perfectly good
2: candidate. Stroke compared if he was a narcissistic buffoon, you'd be like, oh yeah, let's vote for him. Well, uh, you know the far- guy lived in his family's basement for the what, first 40 years of his life, and then he finally gets a taxpayer-funded job of over a hundred thousand dollars a year, and he doesn't bother to show up for work. It's not a job you have to go to. He's a to. Lo- I said you he don't was have lazy to sit Thursday. In the office. Hey, you he don't has have a to light go schedule. In there? He had, yes, he did. He had to preside over the Senate. The senators were there. I he wasn't.
0: think you don't need to be there. They're second in command. Don't you have people to do that? Well, sure, but stroke.
2: we're paying him to do the job. Oh, but you bring some carpetbagger fraud quack in from New Jersey. Oh, yeah, let's vote for him. Yeah, well, you know, and he's making such profound statements. Like the other day, he was giving an interview. He said the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Oh no, that was a month ago. Oh, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that was a while back. You got that's old news. What else I'm doing to... fantastic It's not about kicking balls in the authority well, around anything. One, we heard
0: that one. We have that. Would you like to hear it again? It's in the And how uh, about
2: and make sure you take Chris. advantage of this amazing opportunity to the only thing you have stand to lose is your record.
0: Yeah, we heard that too. Yeah, that we that was 2 months ago. Yeah, he's definitely uh impaired by this. There's no argument about but that. But
2: before he was impaired, he wasn't coming to work. Oh, because of the... Uh, Did you see the fine story that was written in the... In p- and the uh, No, well, it wasn't pen Live. I think it was Daily Item. Or maybe they maybe they reprinted it, or but it was a Daily light. Item. You know, but records from Fetterman's four years in office offer a different portrait of his time in the $179,000-a-year elected job. They show Fetterman typically kept a light work schedule and was often absent from state business, oh, including presiding Let over the Senate.
0: You. I have to stop you there. It's AP goofballs. Oh, right, according says, to an Associated
2: Press review. No, so, so one of my good friends. Oh, okay, I, I was balls. getting that. <clears throat> no, okay, it says go. here, AP. The review found the Fetterman's daily schedule was blank during roughly one-third of the workdays in Jet 2019. So one third of the days you didn't even bother show up. Well, first of all, as lieutenant governor, traditionally he doesn't have that much to do.
0: But he has uh-huh. been busy as a lieutenant governor up to now. And now, how many times did he miss state senate sessions? That's one area where I think you'd want to try to be there if you could. What's the percentage there? They do have that. Like he missed, I think it's like eight or nine percent of the sessions, which doesn't sound like a lot overall. Well, it's but, a
2: long story. But, I'll find it here.
0: Um, considering quote-unquote, that's your job. Unquote. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, before, pre-stroke, pre-stroke, I should say, uh, 8 or 9 percent, I think, was the percentage of the uh, dates that he missed where he's supposed to be in front of the Senate. Well, so, in, in, any in, event, in okay.
2: 2019, Fetterman's first year in office, he regularly attended ribbon cuttings and conducted a statewide listening tour focused on legalizing marijuana. Right. Still, on 47 different work days, he had nothing on his schedule. Okay, okay? Uh, For five months, starting In March 2020, his work days often consisted of a morning meeting focused on the pandemic that typically lasted 45 minutes, sometimes followed by interviews with local national journalists. Occasionally, he would attend virtual events. But Federman also did not take an active role and seldom participated in the daily cabinet meetings, even though he was tapped to head a task force on disparities in the COVID-19 response. It produced a 32-page response. Okay. And let's see. I was looking. Okay, in some cases, he booked national media interviews during times he otherwise had state business to attend to, including presiding over the Senate so for pandemic work group meetings.
0: Between uh, loafer, lazy, John loafer, John lazy, whatever you want to call him, that's fine as long as you not a motivated worker. Is not as, as long as you allow me to use my pronouns to describe the uh, Dr. Dr. Oz, pronouns Com- Carpetbagger, right? Fraud. <laughs> Bad doctor, celebrity. So what do we want? Somebody who owner. has
2: demonstrated that they can actually achieve something in their life and shows up for work, <laughs> or somebody who lives in his okay. parents' basement okay. and doesn't achieve. You know show that up for is work. funny
0: because when, like, if you're on the street corner selling snake oil and the cops stop you and and you say to the officer, "Well, officer, at least I'm showing some initiative. I could be at home sleeping or smoking cigarettes or not. No, or I'm selling a,
2: on marijuana.
0: Right, I'm selling a fake cure here that doesn't do anything, and I'm bilking thousands of people, but you should congratulate me on my initiative. Hey, I would rather have a guy who works
2: and tries to make a buck. Even if it's a fraud. Uh, Okay. What wouldn't you call a guy who takes the taxpayer's money and doesn't show up for work a fraud? Wouldn't you call him a fraud? Well, because of the
0: fact that the lieutenant governor's office is sort of in the eye of the beholder, you know, you you go back to the days of Bill Scranton, who did nothing (laughs) as uh, the... uh, He was our governor. Uh, well for a short time, yeah, well, no, his son. Bill Scranton was elected. who, who was to the uh, the uh, lieutenant governor for a short time in Pennsylvania probably appointed if, if well the, after not that elected.
2: after the lady who was I forget her name who died it was um the president pro tem of the Senate was the, when what? Tom bridge became the um oh okay, um, yeah, who was that?
0: I thought it was Bill Scranton. Jr. No, it wasn't Bill Scranton. Okay, I got the wrong guy. Okay, <laughs> well, you look that up. I will. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. Well, we started out arguing about Fetterman versus Oz. Uh, uh, okay, so they're both the best wor- worst candidates <laughs> that are available. We'll just stipulate that and we'll go from there. We have a good email reply from one of our listeners. We'll be reading that on the radio shortly. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. You can call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Mark Schweiger. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Thank you. And one of our good listeners just sent that note, too. Thank you. Uh, You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Before he became governor and was lieutenant governor, you never heard anything from him, although he probably had a good attendance record at the Schweiker or, well, look at, or at the uh, well, look Senate. look at Wolf's
2: first lieutenant governor. You can't really blame the governor for the lieutenant governors because they don't get to pick them. <laughs> they don't even get along after that. No, time. well, I mean, the, lo- the last one the Democrats put up there before Fetterman, I will at least say Fetterman wasn't mean and nasty to people the way that his predecessor was. Okay, folks, who was Corbett's uh, lieutenant no, governor? No, no, not Corbett. Who was the first lieutenant governor under Wolf? Oh, Wolf. Um... It was. Uh, now no, I got to go back. Not Fetterman. No, it was Fetterman. Was the second one? Don't you remember the guy? He he was mean to the staff, and Wolf cut him oh, off. Oh, that's right, 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 right. Can't yeah, remember his I'm name. I'm never going to remember that. He wasn't area.
0: widely known before becoming the governor. No. All right, our callers are waiting. Eric, you go right ahead.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. Thank <laughs> you for taking my call. My wife says I need to be less confrontational when I call in. So I'm gonna try this morning.
0: Um, well, she's always What is right. today
3: here in the United States? Today well, is a national holiday, right?
0: Indigenous Peoples Day, I Columbus think. Day. Oh yeah, Columbus Day. Well, that's the old name. That's the today is name. Columbus Day, right? And and in Canada, today is uh, all right. You know that? I'm sorry. you Say broke that again. Out. The phone cut out.
3: Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, today is also a holiday, national holiday in Canada. For what? Oh, today is actually Thanksgiving Day in Canada. Okay. All right. Okay. Excellent call. Thank you, Eric. So, you're free to go. So you're, yeah. <laughs> but the, the question I have is, of course, what what day is it today in Turkey, in the country of Turkey? Anyone know? It's Dr.
2: Oz Memorial Day. Oh, no, not Memorial Day. There you Joe. go, Joe.
3: Congratulations. Well, I don't know either, but I'm sure Dr. Oz uh, <laughs> does. so Interesting. Uh, reading the article, the actual article in the Deadly Item yesterday... Uh, a lot of stuff about our two candidates, um, but the one thing I, I found very interesting. And it, uh, did you guys read the article yesterday in the Daily Adam? Full page article, not I, not ad article by Eric Chicatano. No, we I read
2: not. I read part of it. I didn't get a chance to read it all.
3: Okay, okay. So you happen to look at some of the statistics? Uh, what jumped out to me is uh, under campaign finance and so forth. It talks about how much money they raised, and, and Fetterman's raised a little bit more than Doctor Oz. But what jumped out at me was uh, loans by candidate. Uh, how much did you think John Fetterman has taken out as a loan or loan to his campaign? I would how say much
2: nothing guess- because he doesn't have a pot to you know what in.
3: That's right, because he has been in service to Pennsylvania. <laughs> right. He earned, he's as he said, $179,000 last year. He's really year. That in was service to the state. He doesn't, he's in service um, to the state.
2: He doesn't even show up for the job. We give him the $179,000. Know, I know
3: someone like. <laughs> Who, who doesn't take a couple of days off here and there? Couple but of days off just because you have a blank calendar doesn't mean you're not working. Do you? Do you keep a calendar? I don't know. Yes, but, I do. Uh, I, I, since <laughs> it's my call, I'll continue with my my line of reasoning, if you don't mind. Oh, I'm being confrontational now. Back yes, off. you are. Um, loans by candidate for Doctor Oz: Seven million.
2: Fourteen million. The last time it was seven, and the uh, well, what's wrong with that? So what's no, wrong? The no, guy's no. made a success of himself.
3: Why? Imputing himself because of the numbers. Huh? Seven million. Oz has used of his own money has lent to his own campaign. So so. And that's they admitted that, yeah, of, of that uh, amount raised, $7 million <laughs> over half or about half is what Oz lent his own campaign. So,
0: to me, that, that sounds
3: like he's trying to buy an election. <laughs> Your thoughts?
2: Eric, uh, the, uh, the uh, thoughts Who Cares the
0: alarm went, just went he off. He
2: raised a lot of money, he had a lot of money, because he worked. He actually showed up for the jobs he so had. He has a lot of money. And he, he made money been, out of them.
0: He's been defrauding people for decades.
3: And, he, and who does he work for? I brought this up before. He works for who?
0: himself. He's a doctor.
3: Right. He works for the Dr. Oz whatever. So we don't know how much he showed up for work. I haven't seen him on TV <laughs> lately. I have seen him uh, buy a home in Pennsylvania so he could run in Pennsylvania. I have him seen him take $300,000 in Pennsylvania money so he wouldn't have to pay his own taxes. I have seen <laughs> him continue to be a resident of Turkey and vote in the 2018 Turkish election. Um. I, and and he owns properties and gets money from property in Turkey, too. So that's what I know. And okay. um, I see Dr. Oz as, you know, uh, a New Jerseyite trying to win the Pennsylvania seat uh, off his uh, Hollywood um, experience. And a very, very rich person taking on a very poor or very hardworking everyday Pennsylvania man who's been working hard in Pennsylvania his whole life.
2: Beep. There's another alarm. He hasn't been working hard. He's never showing up for his jobs.
3: Oh, there you go, Joe, saying never showing up when the only they confirm is maybe 8% of the time he wasn't at one part of it, which was the Senate. Okay? Again, you're taking you're taking out of out of the, out of the context, major part of the job. You're trying to make a big thing out of
2: nothing. I'm reading the story from well, the paper.
0: That's in the eye of the beholder. Obviously, I'm so percent? So I
3: mean how I like to see how many of our own representatives don't show up uh, for work done in Harrisburg. Okay. Do they also not take money like doc like um Benjamin refused to uh, live in the, uh, oh, the house that Pennsylvania go. wants to give him. No, he lived in his own place.
0: We got to go, Eric. Thank you so much. Tell your wife it okay, you well didn't
3: Thank you, gentlemen. I'm trying to be work. positive. So happy Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, to everyone in Canada, work. Work. in Canada who's listening. It didn't
0: work. it didn't work. Tell your wife it didn't work. It didn't work, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Not too good. Stand by,
4: Stan. We'll be right back. <laughs> he failed. Asked
2: on a radio program Wednesday to respond to the claim that he'd never worked a day in his life, <laughs> Fetterman said it wasn't true that for 13 years he was the mayor of Braddock, a tiny struggling steel town of 2,000 residents outside of Pittsburgh. Jeez. He called being mayor a full-time job fighting to bring back a community that was abandoned and left behind. Fetterman is also told of working for an insurance firm in Connecticut in the 1990s. He also held a job helping young people get GED certificates. Still, Fetterman's 2015 Financial disclosure when he first ran for the Senate showed that he was paid just $1,800 a year to be the Braddock mayor and lived off of $54,000 given to him by his parents that year alone. Property records show that he bought his home in Braddock from his sister for one buck, which is probably why... He has been described as a freeloader.
0: Okay. Uh, and Wikipedia says that he worked in his father's insurance business for a time, but it's very vague. It doesn't have years right. and dates and things. It that says, you know, most of the time he was, you know, after a teenager, he was in school. Uh, Fox News says the number is far from eight uh, percent. Fetterman failed to preside over 33 percent of the state senate legislative sessions as lieutenant governor, but holds a perfect attendance record as chairman of the. State Board of Pardons. Since taking office in 2019, Fetterman has presided over the state Senate 131 days out of the 196 days the legislature was in session until July of this year, according to a review of the state session journals. Now, after that, they're not available. I'm sure they'd be low because it's post-stroke right. and but he'd be campaigning when he could. Some of Fetterman's absences from his duties as lieutenant governor came during the pandemic in 2020 when he was. Only only there for 50% of the sessions. In 2021, he missed about 30% of the meetings, and in 2022, only attended about 44%. So about the only thing he showed up to do was to let
2: people out of jail who probably should Board stay pardons,
0: in jail. well, or vote to keep them in. I mean, they most of the time you stay in jail. At these Not things. with Fetterman in charge, you don't. No, I think most <laughs> that didn't change. Most of the time, you stay in. All right, Stan, you're on the mark. Thank you for patience, which. Is a virtue. Let's see if you're less confrontational (laughs) today.
5: Oh, confrontational? Nah. Uh, Fetterman appears to be a slacker, in my opinion. Uh, And we don't need a slacker in D.C., we got too many there now. (laughs) True that. Wouldn't you agree? Well, yeah,
6: yeah. so
2: you got him on that one. Yeah, you got us on that one.
0: We got a lot of frauds in Washington, too, but you still support Oz.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, as far as Oz goes,
5: he has produced something in his life. He has been a he's busy guy. People. There's no
0: argument there. <laughs> Between TV and um, doctoring and medical schooling and going back and forth to Turkey,
2: he has been quite and busy. And inventing medical devices that save lives. One device, he says. One device. Okay. He says a device. Okay. All
5: right. Still one device, but hey, saved lives. But, yeah. yeah. Better so he's than produced I something in his life.
2: Right. Well,
5: unlike Mr. Fetterman, who is taken yeah, from the taxpayers all his life.
0: It's funny that Fetterman chooses... I'm sorry, scratch that. It's funny that Oz chooses to push fraudulent things on TV because he doesn't need to. You know, he's got a long zillion dollars I, I, I already. Don't, I
5: don't have any information on that. And, you know, we got snake oil salesmen everywhere. we got one running for the Senate right now. He's called John Fetterman. <laughs> so... You know, uh, you know what, what was what was the commission that he was supposed to spearhead, Joe, that you were mentioned about pandemic response in 2020 that he never showed up for? Yeah.
2: What was that? What? Was... Uh, it says here in the story, I can't get it right now, is a pandemic. Uh, the in- d- d-
0: racial injustices, or something yeah, like that. yeah,
2: something like that. Uh, d- but he didn't show up in, for that either. No, he didn't. He although they issued uh, a 23-page huh. report, I'm looking to find it here. Okay, Uh, Fetterman also did not take an active role and seldom participated in the daily cabinet meetings, even though he was tapped to head a task force on disparities in the COVID-19 response. That task force produced a 32-page report without Fetterman's help, I guess.
5: Huh, so a useless... Useless head of a commission. Sounds sort of like the vice president we have down there is supposed to be the borders are, right? <laughs> no, useless.
0: No, no, that's different. You know, that is much different. Fetterman's, no, no, c- even without the Fetterman, h- they produced something, which is probably worthless anyway. But the uh, Kamala Harris has overseen nothing that's done nothing and has accomplished nothing.
2: There's a slight difference. Well, she's keeping her record intact. <laughs> but that's true. It's 100% nothing.
5: So, so Eric mentioned about Oz loaning him, loaning his campaign money to run the campaign. Is that illegal?
2: Nope. Oh no, not at oh. all. Perfect. Com- very common and very yeah. Oh. Right, Mark's right. Very common.
5: So why make a big deal out of it?
0: We never did find that answer.
5: <laughs> is is it because Fetterman is 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 a slacker and has never made a dime in his life that he could actually say that he earned? So he has no money to put to the, his campaign?
2: That's true. Yeah,
5: and, he's begging, and he's begging other people to fund his uh, run for the Senate?
0: Asking, not begging.
5: No, no, he's begging. Every politician begs, Mark. I, I don't care how you want to put it. It's begging well, I for don't money. Think, I, I don't that's think, one reason I could never be a politician.
2: I don't think Eric is going to want to hear this, but his beloved Governor Wolf loaned himself $4.45 million for his campaign. What?
5: <laughs> Because because Wolf actually produced something. He right. had a, he actually a made furniture a living. cabinet manufacturing company. Right. So yep. he produced something. Now I don't agree with much that Wolf does, but he at least produced something. He knows how business should work. Now he doesn't always want to govern that way. Can you give but your that, campaign?
2: Are you restricted as to how much you can give your campaign? I think you can loan. I don't think you can just donate Although okay. maybe you can. It's your money. I mean, Why look not? at Vinny
0: Clousey always paid for his own campaign. Yeah, he did. Even though they were expensive with ads and signs and
2: things. Yeah, well, that's a good point, Mark.
5: Mark. Yeah, and as far as this TV show, my understanding is when he became the candidate, this, or maybe even when he started running, the TV show went off the air because. As a candidate, you can't be out self-promoting no. on a separate TV show.
2: Correct? No, you no incorrect. You can, no, but, incorrect? The, but okay. the net, but the television station has to give equal time to your opponent.
5: <laughs> okay, is that how is that how it works? Right. So, 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 so you're better off just uh, pulling the plug on nobody That's w- nobody wants it. Nobody wants what
2: and that and they can't charge for the time that they would give the opponent. So nobody wants to do that. The John Fetterman show right. is on the air. Yeah, right. Ooh, wouldn't that be exciting? Maybe, maybe
5: maybe he'll demonstrate how he chases down the black men with his shotgun. Possible? Yeah, maybe. You know, that's just you know that's the kind of things that he seems to enjoy doing, while railing against guns. So, you know, I, I, I you know, as far as Fetterman goes, he's he's a useless slacker, and I don't want him anywhere near D, D. C.
2: Well, I mean, so, let's let's face it, we could have gotten two better candidates if we'd put our <laughs> yeah, minds to least it. worst candidates. <laughs> You know, well, I, I, don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with Dr. Oz. I think, like you say, he's achieved something in his life. He's shown he could be a success. And I think if he puts his mind to representing the people of Pennsylvania with the same zeal at which he did his TV show and his medical practice and went to medical school, Quack. I think he'd be a great senator. He should take his quackery to <laughs> Washington. <laughs> huh.
5: All right. Okay. You mean like Fetterman wants to take his quackery to, you know, socialist leaning <laughs> look, to Washington so he can wor- tell everyone how to live? Is they're that what you're talking about?
0: They're the best, worst candidates we've ever had for U.S. Senate.
5: <laughs> you know, it is, it is what it is. So, you know, but the only thing I can see is that voting for a Democrat is more destruction of this country. All you got to do is look around, see what's going on. Gas prices going up. And they're going to continue going back up. They had come down a little bit they are going to continue going back up because we have no energy policy that's coherent. It's build solar and build wind. Well, I'm sorry, those solar and wind will not power my automobile. But that there is their purpose in life, is to rid this country of automobiles and trucks because those two things represent one thing in this country, correct? It is freedom because you have the freedom to move about this country as you see fit. If you go get rid of those and you have to rely on government transportation, you will not be able to move around this country as you see fit.
0: All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Stan painting a, a
2: bleak picture there, Stanley. <laughs> All right, I have a good one. Yep, Take thank care, you, you too,
0: buddy. All right, 1-800-795-9565. You'd have to be a speedy dialer to get yes, through. Yes, you would. Uh, our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at mark at and text us at 70236. <laughs> I include the keyword OTM. What are you looking at? No, I'm. Wait- I'm waiting for you to finish. Oh, okay. Uh, one of our listeners sent us a note last week. Said the pub- w- uh, This time a week ago, we had a conversation about uh, public schools, and one of our good listeners sent us a note and said the public school system worked before it was political today it's a disaster if I had kids today I would never enroll them in public schools
2: and to that I replied to the email why specifically and to that end they said we'll start with the girls locker room my teenage daughter should not be subjected to disrobing in front of a biological male if that isn't enough for you then there's the no point then there's no point in me continuing I used to be somewhat sympathetic and was willing to live and let live but the woke forced compliance has made me an adversary and I'm sure I'm not Alone. Okay, most schools around here say that isn't happening. You know that there's most of them have their own private. Right, right. I mean, and that's that's
0: the solution to that. That's definitely a dilemma. You of course want to honor and raise up the uh, transgender students that hopefully are making their way through a very difficult time, but. Uh, high school's tough enough without kids having to get naked in front of each other. I can't think of anything more torturous. And I know uh, at me. when I went to school, you did not absolutely positively have to shower after classes. It wasn't a requirement. You know, you, it was after gym classes. Right. It was, you know, might be recommended or maybe necessary or whatever. And I know I did shower in gym sometimes, but, um, it, you know, I think there's ways around that. Well, you must but have kids should a joy be
2: a to sit near during class. The well, rest yeah, of the I didn't
0: have any friends. So that worked out. <laughs> it was pretty smooth. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could tell. <laughs> All right. Eric needs another minute and this would be the time. So you got literally 60 seconds. Eric, go
7: ahead.
3: Well, thank you. As usual, Stan doesn't know the facts. So he says he doesn't know anything about Governor or about Oz and uh, his uh, charlatan ways and uh, uh, being uh, being a swindler, which he was. With this, but he also doesn't know about Fetterman. Uh, this is the article from yesterday. Fetterman is a gun owner. He supports uh, common sense laws uh, and also uh, red flag laws. And this article also says about Oz, he's a to red flag laws. So we've talked about many times about protecting our children here, and we've always raised that red flag laws are at least a good first step. I say we need to ban assault weapons uh, to anyone under 21, but red flag laws are a good idea. But Oz doesn't. So there you go. There's another, you know, again, Fetterman has worked for Pennsylvania, has worked at very low or no pay, volunteering, while Oz is out there making himself <laughs> rich on other people's money. In other words, mooching
2: off his parents. Pushing, pushing pills. Mooching off his parents. And of course, you didn't comment on government. He
3: had to live with his parents because he wasn't out making millions of dollars <laughs> off other people and swindling them, selling false pills.
2: <laughs> Well, if that's your choice, Eric, that's your choice. Yeah, Oz
0: says the Swinder is a very, very tiny part of his largesse, so it doesn't it doesn't really count. It's just a few dollars in the glazillions that exist. All right, you're listening to On the Mark, on news radio 1070 WKOK OK, Sunbury. We got open phones coming up shortly. This is WKOK OK, Sunbury. Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. we got open phones. We can talk about absolutely positively anything you want. we talked about John Fetterman and Dr. Oz in the first part of the show. I would think it's safe to say we exhausted the
2: topic. I can't oh, imagine. I doubt that. But what else? <laughs> there is more to say about that. But we can talk because about... It, we'd have to go a long way to exhaust John Fetterman because he doesn't work. Uh, okay, <laughs> so let's stipulate. Now what? Well, we'll go on from there. Oh yeah, there's no, there is I no know. on. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, there just isn't anything after that. All right, on the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line is open. Call us now with the topic of your selection. We'll discuss anything you'd like today on an open phones Monday. You can email us at on at wdkk.com and text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. That means you uh, get your cell phone and put in seven zero two three six as the number you're going to send to. Right, and then in the body of the message, put in O-T-M and then a little bit of a space and then you can uh, send us a message. you got 150 characters which also describes the audience for this show as a matter of fact but uh, then you can send us anything you would uh, like to tell us on the radio so that would be fine or on the text and we'll sometimes read them on the air. Sometimes they're profane and they tell us to do uh, anatomically impossible things and so we don't read those on the air. Sunbury Motor Company sells Hyundais in case you haven't heard and they have the Hyundai Elantra. Uh, it's redesigned for 2023. I only saw one of them down there, and it was already sold. But uh, about, uh, you know, $35,000 if it's totally and completely tricked out. It's designed to be an economic Hyundai, as they all are, and uh, but uh, but still get some good gas mileage. You're going to get about $50,000. Uh, gasoline mileage on the highway with a four-cylinder, the smaller four-cylinder. It's 147 horsepower, which, Joe, your uh, mower is more powerful <laughs> than this car. But nonetheless, guess what? You get great mileage, and it's got, uh, if you want the turbo, 276 horsepower, which is uh, obviously. Uh, now we're talking. Yeah, now mm-hmm. we're into some real s- gasoline yep. consumption yep, yep, here. Yep, yep. You get almost 30 miles to the gallon with that. Of course, it has all the good stuff, blind spot warning, forward. Collision collision warning, rear cross-traffic warning, auto emergency braking, meaning if there's a car in your lane, it'll stop, lane keeping assistance, so it goes beep, beep, beep whenever I cross the white line, unfortunately, and uh, it has lane departure warning, basically the same thing, but uh, actually assists you to stay in the lane, so
2: sunburymotor.com, motors. that's the one that gives you a nudge if you go off the uh, somewhere.
0: My truck, the <coughs> one they put me in now, just plain steers for you. You know, you can't really call it an auto- autonomous vehicle because you have to touch the wheel in order for it to keep going. But it basically steers. As long as there's a good white line. If the lines get vague or you, like you're in a merging situation right. or it's foggy or like you're in a country road that might not have a, a fog line, then it has a little bit more trouble. And if you're on a dirt road, it has no idea where to go. <laughs> it, has, <laughs> it loves the lines. That's what it okay. needs. All right, well, we have news headlines, but we got a caller standing by, so let's go to the phones, and then we'll get back to headlines in a moment. Uh, Cindy, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
8: Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Um, I, I have to raise great umbrage with Governor Wolf for his veto of Markey's Law. I, I'm just flabbergasted, and this is an example of a dogma that people get into, and they can't even act appropriately in the face of reason. That's s- how I see it.
0: What And what was his stated reason for vetoing it?
8: Because it created inflexibility. Now, first of all, for those who don't know what this law is, this law said if I murdered someone and my sentence was 20 to 40 years, let's say, and while in prison I committed further crimes, then two years would be added on to my minimum sentence of 20 years. First crime I commit... Now it's 22 years. Second crime I commit, this is within prison. Now it's 24 years. And what does this do but keep these antisocial people off the streets? So, what provoked this law was an eight year old boy who was murdered by a felon, a convicted murderer, who was released at 20 years in spite of the fact that he had repeatedly committed crimes while in prison for which he was convicted for which he was convicted. Hmm. But the parole board let him out because they believe that people should only stand for their minimum sentence.
2: And who's in charge of the parole board?
8: Let me think. um, (laughs) Could it be the Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman? Yes, it could. (laughs) Yep. So this bill overwhelmingly passed the House and Senate, and I call on our local legislators to go back in there and override this veto. I mean, I know Governor Wolf was was trying to secure his Guinness World Record of the most vetoes by any elected official in the history of the country, and he certainly must be close. But to have vetoed this law was reckless, thoughtless to those of us law-abiding citizens. You know, what did this eight-year-old boy do that deserved to be murdered by a felon who should have been behind bars? Yeah. These people who want to release these people from prison live in a fantasy world. That somehow in those 20 years, these people have reformed themselves. The, re- the recidivism rate of people behind bars is over 60%. 60%. And for those people who, for whatever reason, because of socialization, because of mental issues, are so broken that they're willing to kill another person. How in the world you think that's fixed is beyond my imagination.
2: Yeah, it's not fixed. I mean, you're, you're right, you're absolutely right, it's not fixed.
8: When you've crossed that line in the social contract, you're gone. As far as I'm concerned, you
2: what,
0: uh, what is the complaint about inflexibility? Is that uh, this would be kind of an automatic thing, and the yes. parole okay? Yes. The parole board would right. have no option. Okay.
8: Right. Well, and and I'm asking myself, why would you want to release this person back into society who, while in prison, couldn't even follow the rules in a much more defined. Situation and Couldn't even follow the rules there. And, in fact, the gentleman for whom this law was provoked, he committed aggravated assault in prison. You know, so, oh, that's let's overlook that and let him out. And what did he do? It's pretty predictable, I think. He went out and he murdered this little boy.
0: And you didn't specifically say it, but, I, but I'm asking, it was John Fetterman in charge of the parole board that let this individual? I have individ- no
8: idea. You don't the know. the editorial okay. in the paper doesn't, I doesn't don't think say. it mentions that.
0: Okay, gotcha.
8: Which, I, I'm laying this at the feet of Governor Wolf. He vetoed this bill, this totally reasonable, rational right. bill. If right, you right, right, cannot right. behave, you know, in, it, it, <laughs> as a mother, I, you know, you put a kid on timeout, if they can't manage to behave, you return them to timeout. You don't say, well, okay, go ahead now, run amok again. Well, it, that's not uh, how we deal with bad behavior. Except, of course... These folks who want to forgive and forget all levels of criminal behavior including one that cannot be taken back that commits lasting harm murdering another person you know this is not smoking a joint on a corner this man killed someone that's what landed him in prison in the first place with a sentence of 20 to 40 years now One of Governor Wolf's comments, I understand, is that this should really be up to the judge. Well, it's past the judge. The judge sent him on crime one, murdering a human being. He goes to prison, and he continues to commit crimes there. Why shouldn't he stay there longer? He's not demonstrating that he has returned to society. He continues to be antisocial. Why on earth would you subject good law-abiding citizens to the danger of a human being like that it's a mystery to me it's a mystery and it's irresponsible of the governor of course nothing new this man has again he's going for the record if he hasn't already secured it it'll be in guinness i'm sure it'll (laughs) be was there
0: any bipartisan support for markey's law in the state house and senate
8: in the House, it passed 147 to 49.
0: Okay, so definitely some Democrats are on In the on Senate,
8: board. 41 to nine. I in, call that overwhelming.
0: Right. Uh, in in his veto message, Governor Wolf said the legislation was a misguided attempt to address a tragic event that would increase the minimum prison term after a judge has imposed a final sentence and cause a person to be in prison longer for a conviction of conviction that didn't exist at the time of the original sentencing. So it's almost like legal easy saying you know that we're going back, even though if you commit, it's just really just another concern. Consecutive sentence. Maybe it doesn't require a, a court conviction; just being charged is specific. Well, but in any event, yeah, it had bipartisan support. But I believe there is an override conversation. The the House is so terrible at this, so I don't think they will. But there is a conversation about it.
8: I certainly hope there is, because the the good, law-abiding, innocent people. Who get up every day and go to work and don't find it necessary to visit their violence on their neighbor they deserve a peaceful place and they're not going to get it when we're releasing people that this kind of antisocial person back into society you're right Kay. we All have right, no we gotcha. reason to expect safety then they wonder why people want to have guns in their house I mean <laughs> it's a mystery to me. the same people say you shouldn't have guns but we're going to release these Raging, uh, malcontent, lunatic people back on the streets of society and you're to be defenseless against them. Right. There's some reasoning.
0: All right, stay tuned, folks. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks, Thanks for checking Thanks, in. Thanks, Cindy. All 800 reaction to the veto of Markey's Law. More information about that we could always use, so give us a buzz. Some very brief news headlines here. Just got a couple of things. Northcentralpa.com reporting today. State police may be closer to solving the 1986 case of a missing toddler from Union County and are offering a $10,000 cash reward. State police said new information they received points to one or more particular individuals being involved in the abduction of two-year-old Corey Edkin from his home in 1986. In New Columbia, Edkin had been sleeping in his mother Debbie Mowry's bed when she went to a store in the middle of the night. There was a roommate in the home at the time, and when Mowry returned, the front door was open and Edkin was gone. In 1986, family and police used bloodhounds and searched the home and the surrounding areas to no avail, but investigators say they do not believe the young boy walked away from that home. So They are kind of honing in on potential people of interest and a $10,000 cash reward in that Edkin case. A woman from Danville, 25-year-old Tori Lohner, sustained critical injuries in a crash Friday, ran into the back of a tractor-trailer truck, had to be extricated from that wreckage on Route 54 in the Danville region. Lohner was taken to Geisinger. She's in critical condition today. A statewide commission established to make recommendations on how to use $100 million in American Rescue Plan Funds for adult mental health needs in Pennsylvania has released its report. Our correspondent Mark Sims has that story.
1: The recommendations include using $37 million to strengthen and expand the behavioral health workforce, spending $23.5 million for programming for people with behavioral health needs in the criminal justice system, and using $39 million to make behavioral health services more accessible. Acting Department of Human Services Secretary Meg Sneed says the Commission's work is an important first step in charting a path for investments in a system that so greatly needs our support. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK.
0: U.S. Congressman Fred Keller planning a visit to the Regional Chamber of Commerce event next month. Congressman Keller, who is not seeking re-election, is finishing out his term in office. Will be at the Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce legislative event November 11th. The chamber said the event falls on Veterans Day, and the congressman will most likely offer remarks calling to the attention, uh, calling attention to the service and sacrifice of our nation's veterans. Uh, It is November 11th. Details at centralpachamber.com. AP reporting, an Italian heritage group in western Pennsylvania has vowed to appeal a judge's ruling that Pittsburgh officials can remove a 13-foot-tall statue of Christopher Columbus from a city park. Attorneys for the Italian Sons and Daughters of America have argued that the mayor doesn't have the power to override an ordinance passed by the city council in 1955 that cleared the installation of the 800-pound statue of the Explorer. A common pleas judge ruled about a week ago that because the statue erected in 1958 is in a city-owned park, it represents government speech, citing a 2009 U.S. Supreme Court ruling on a Utah city rejecting a monument proposed for a city park by a religious group. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. It's been vandalized numerous times and is currently wrapped in plastic. <laughs> that's a that's a nice sight. The group also appealed. Do, 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 do. Where is do, it do, anyway? Do, 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 do. Uh, I'm trying to get down to the part where they say, "What's so wrong with mm-hmm. this darn statue?" Okay. And Mayor Kenny said Columbus was venerated for centuries as an explorer but had a much more infamous history, enslaving indigenous people and imposing punishments such as severing limbs or even death after protests about racial injustice and the statue in Philadelphia in 2020 came down. Kenny ordered the removal of a a Philadelphia statue. So this is in Philadelphia, they're talking about the one that was removed, that was removed, that one's already down. So Columbus popping up in Pittsburgh, some folks no, say. Popping it is, down in Philadelphia. Well, somewhere, yeah. Indigenous Peoples Day is today. Uh, so if you don't like. So
2: what it, are you doing to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day? You buying an indigenous person lunch? Uh,
0: I will be going home to enjoy lunch with my lovely bride
2: who has the day off. So is she that, an indigenous person? Uh, no, but it's Columbus Day and her office is closed. Okay. So, so she's so. celebrating Columbus Day. You're celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. Well,
0: I'm not celebrating. I'm just going home for
2: a free okay. lunch <laughs> at my own house. You'll be happy to know
0: in uh, New York, an NYU college professor was fired because his class was too hard. I had that story. Didn't we talk about that? Mm, We never talked about it. You might have found it. I did. Matland Jones Jr. was an award-winning organic chemistry professor who taught for decades. However, many students said his course was so hard their test scores tanked and it ended their dreams of going to medical school. So dozens of students signed a petition and Jones was let go last week. Opinions are mixed. Some are disturbed by the school's decision, while
2: others say it reflects the pressures of higher education. That's what we need to do. We need to say, oh, you can't add two plus two? Well, we'll let you have a flexible answer. It can be anything you want it to be. Well, if you can't ace chemistry, should you be a doctor? No. <laughs> okay. But like. Uh, it's like saying we should vote for. A guy. We should let a guy out of medical school who doesn't understand anatomy. If your grammar is awful, awful, can you be a journalist? <laughs> Yes, there are quite a few of them. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. Just look at the paper. They're not all George Wills out there, buddy. Oh, boy, a good point. Got in- it. Interestingly enough, there's one other thing, just a grace note to our discussion, uh, which we were taken to task for by one of our writers about L- Lieutenant Governor Fetterman. You know, they talked about his health has been a serious issue in this campaign. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette called on both candidates to release their medical records weeks ago. Oz released his immediately. Fetterman hasn't. <laughs> well, it's- Oz is like imperfect. Shape. It's bizarre and strange that he hasn't done it yet. What is John Fetterman hiding? As we said over and over again, uh, the Fetterman campaign says John is healthy, and he is also has a lingering auditory processing issue that his doctors expect will go away. First they said they would go away. Now they say they expect it to go away. So, But, I mean, literally, I think his health is a serious issue, and whether or not he can perform in the job, and they should release it.
0: Right. Health, medical records. 1-800-795-9565. We also talked about the veto of Markey's Law. One of our good listeners sent us a note about that. So we will read that on the air. But we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at, at com and text us at 70236.
4: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is.
0: We've got a lot of texts and emails coming in, but Chris has been patiently waiting. So we do calls first, and we got a slew of texts and emails. So we'll read those. Uh, Chris, go right ahead, please. Please add some facts to our show. That's your speciality, and it's always appreciated.
6: Well, I'd rather add some opinions to the show. But okay, go ahead. Right now, I do have a few facts. Go ahead. I don't see that uh, Fetterman has anything to do as being a member or a chair of the parole board. In fact, to be on the parole board, you have to have at least six years professional experience in parole, probation, social worker-related areas, including one year in a supervisory or administrative capacity bachelor's degree parole board members may not hold any other office or employment and they are not per- permitted to take active, any active part in politics. It's Chris, a prohibition Chris, that Chris, stop. applies to all <laughs> parole board members. But, but he's Chris. not a
2: member he's in charge of it. Well and it's by state law. Well no, the cal-
6: governor actually probably is and there's a chairman of the parole board.
0: But is one of so?
6: My in what sense is he in charge of it?
0: One one of my good listeners sends me a note. This is one of my best friends. Says you jerk faces are blending the board of pardons and the parole board. They're not the same thing. So we're a jerk face. Jerk face. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm hung up on that. But anyway, but is that true that those are two separate entities, board of pardons and the parole board?
6: I have no idea. I've I never would think they heard would of the s- two things. Uh, two things. Uh, But it's the parole board that makes the decision on parole. And they are appointed by the governor and approved by the Senate. So the Senate's controlled by Republicans. So I guess they're responsible more than the the governor and the Senate are the ones that are responsible if they have bad people in there.
2: Okay. Okay.
6: So uh, I'd have to look that up on what? What's the name of the other the one? The parole board, board of, and the what?
0: Board of pardons.
6: Board of pardons. Well, I'll check that out sometime too. But uh, and and as far as being in charge of the Senate when the 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 the, the lieutenant governor is absent, the president pro tem of the senate takes over the job and i don't see whether why it's useful for a federman to be there in charge of the senate really
2: because that's his constitutional responsibility right well, yes. no it's not yes it when is he's
6: absent it's it's taken by the president by the president pro tem
2: his official it's duties. Like the vice
6: president of the united states is in charge of the senate But they very seldom are ever doing it, except when one vote matters because they get the vote. But I don't think the lieutenant governor even has that privilege.
2: I believe he does. The position's positions only official duties are serving as president of the Senate and chairing the Board of Pardons and the Pennsylvania Emergency Management Council. Yes,
6: and how often is 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 a lieutenant governor actually there doing that job? In the past, do you have any idea?
2: Well, the guy didn't have anything else to do, and we paid him one hundred and seventy-nine thousand dollars. Do you have any idea? I don't know. I didn't follow them. I'm just looking at the story that the media put out that said the Fenderman didn't go to work.
6: (laughs) He didn't go to work at that job. Yes.
2: So what was he doing? Was he back in his parents' basement again?
6: Oh, Joe, you're so graceful. Just asking. Well, one thing he was doing, he was getting people wrongly convicted of murder out of prison.
2: Wrongly convicted? How many did he get out?
6: Well, I know there there were, I believe there were, uh, the one case he worked hardest on was three of them. And I think two got out. Maybe all three did. I'm not sure about that. And that was a case where somebody killed somebody, and then visited his friends and they were driving around together and when the police caught them they accused all four of the murder even though the guy who did it said the others weren't there when he did it and had no knowledge that he had and they all managed to get convicted and it was uh... kind of a railroad job as far as i can see by reading about it some and they served 20 years or something, or 15 years, I think it was 15 to 20 years, and, and he got them out, which I, I, I give him full credit for.
2: Well, he deserves credit for that, if that's what he did. right?
0: And,
6: and when they talk about getting murderers out, that is what all those commercials are about. He was getting people who were wrongly convicted of murder out.
2: But he has advocated on his website to clear the prisons of a lot of, a lot of crime. He said himself, his own words, yeah, he'd like to get I a third of the people out the, of prison. The, the,
6: the pot, possession of pot or use of pot people, he was in, in, in those cases.
2: So if they committed some other crime, like stealing or assault, to get the money for their habit, then they, then they would if get them out of jail. that's what
6: they were serving time for, no, then he didn't, didn't get that. I don't think that was covered by that.
2: No, I think he was trying to get rid of those people. Get them out of jail.
6: Well, you'd have to find specific examples, I guess, yeah, whether he, he succeeded or not.
2: But you're right. I mean, it's a, p- a pardon's a different thing from parole. So. All right. It's two separate boards. We oh, were yeah, I was, at least r- I was smushing them together.
6: I was, too. I'll that. Is, we're a jerk face. the parole board is, is the one who in the, what is it, the Maze bill or whatever it's called?
0: Don't know. All right. We got you, Chris. Thank you so much. Anything? But,
6: well, the one that, the one that uh, uh, Marky. Or what oh, Markey's Law. was talking about. Mar- Mar- Markey's Law, Law. That, yeah. That had to do with the parole board, precisely. Yep. Right. And you guys were saying that was somehow. Governor, uh, that was somehow Lieutenant Governor Federman.
2: You must not have been listening. Problem. We just admitted we were mushing those two groups together incorrectly. Uh-oh. And I think we apologize, and but we I'm did. not going to keep doing it.
6: <laughs> All right. <laughs> we were
2: wrong. And what was, what was that your writer <laughs> called us? Jerk, face. jerk faces. Jerk yeah, faces. We were jerk faces. Yeah, usually my friend only calls me that.
0: <laughs> so you <laughs> <So> no, <know, laughs> we're both jerk faces. Yeah, All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for calling. Unfortunately for
2: us, your friend is right. All right. My fellow jerk face. Speak for yourself. All right. Thank Thank you, Chris. What exactly is a jerk face, just out of curiosity?
0: I guess it's a person who's a jerk and looks like one from the get-go, or well, uses their face us.
2: to expound on things. We're very that are fortunate; jerk-like. they never put the live television cameras in here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well they did, but uh, took them out. Yeah, that was <laughs> that killed the
0: audience. Once you once you see the hideousity in person, <laughs> you go the other way. All right, one 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market at dot Text us at seven zero two three six. We have about six or seven emails and texts all telling us to stop talking about. John Fetterman is the through line through most of them, so we'll look at those very shortly and then we'll change the subject to whatever you wish to talk about. 1 800 795 9565. Are you okay, buddy? Yes. Why
2: wouldn't I be? Just a little revelation there. That's all. I'm all right. just having trouble explaining something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a jerk face. What do you well, get? Well, I'm a jerk what face too. Miss? All right, anyway, that's kind of uh, like the jerk face leading the, the jerk texts face and emails. Okay, firing a professor because the students whined about class difficulty shows the total disarray of the educational system. Don't want them as docs. Yeah, I want the, an older doctor that had the professor, <laughs> not one that failed his class. Right. And Cindy is correct. Releasing danger criminals onto the streets is why law-abiding citizens own guns, and the AR-15 is the best home defense choice. Excellent. I know who sent us that. And then Sidney is correct. Fetterman is soft on crime and criminals. How can you support a man like that, Eric, while you cry out for gun control? Well, is not Fetterman fighting for individuals falsely convicted? He doesn't say anything about letting people out. No, he is talking about letting people out of jail. Right. In part because of what? False convictions? No, in part because of things like marijuana and other crimes. So pot charges He's saying rain. that he can clear roughly one-third of the people. I mean, he said his own words, I'm going to get as many people out of jail, as many folks out of jail as I can. And is the criminal justice system really
0: that simple? A U.S. senator can have any impact on the number of people jailed
2: in Pennsylvania? Well, that's what he was trying to do as lieutenant governor. And and he's using he, that as a did reason he have an why impact? I don't know. You'd have to ask people yeah, that he got think out he of had jail. Any impact. I don't. So, in other words, in addition to loafing and being not showing up for work, he's also ineffective. Well, I think Is he did what, what he saying?
0: wanted to do. He probably said the words he wished to, but I think he was overridden. I don't think uh, I don't think there's thousands of people free from jails today because John Fetterman freed
2: them. Well, he tried to kick the balls in the authority. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. So that <laughs> that didn't work either. No, it didn't. Yeah. Then, let's see. Fetterman will be a vote for open borders and more illegals in this country. He He's been influenced by his wife who is an illegal somehow given a green card. Well, that's kind of a well. Tough I think one.
0: she's uh, a working person. That's how you get a
2: green card, and she work. Well, you have some, c- and you're already here. Right, probably helped her. And then, Eric, do you normally support slackers in life? That's why the country is in the mess it's in because the king slacker is in the White House. Right. So those are the texts. Now onto the emails. And of course, Tom would contribute something on the other side of this coin. Tom says more worthless nonsense on Fetterman. The important issues are minimum wage, abortion rights, jobs, taxes, and so forth. The On the Mark Clown Show continues, signed Tom. Okay. On all, all of those issues we have discussed often every one of them. Right. And unfortunately Fetterman comes up short on them too. <laughs> he's a good guy. He, he, then he's, another he's one the of our writers says I'm all for law and order. The new law is feel, feel oh, good law. Oh this is Markey's law. Markey's law. If the second judge would have sentenced the guy consecutively for the aggravated assault instead of concurrently, once paroled for murder the guy would have been serving sentences for the aggravated assault. It's the prosecutors and judges with a, hug, a thug mentality that are the problem. Okay. I like that.
0: Hug a thug. Hug a thug. Well, that's. this is from a fine local law enforcement person in, in our four-county area, we'll say. Hug a thug. I like that. Well, and that's true. I mean, the, the the parole board gets certain facts in front of them and they behave what, uh, appropriately in their view, obviously inappropriately for this boy.
2: All right, let's go back. Okay, all right, another one of our emailers says, It fascinates me that Eric goes on and on about Dr. Oz for a myriad of reasons, yet Putin is saber-rattling about using nuclear missiles, and Joe Biden is attempting to play tough guy in response and not looking for a way to come to the table to negotiate a solution. The world is on the brink of disaster on every continent, and to be obsessed with a candidate from a foreign country obliterates his ability to see America many of whom serve in Congress now, have immigrated here legally and are fine reps for the people. All right. There you go.
0: Well, can Joe Biden, can the U.S.? Negotiate with Vladimir
2: Putin? Well, first of all, the fact that Biden made those comments where, in effect, he's talking about trying to be a tough guy with nuclear weapons, he made them at a Democratic fundraiser. That's not exactly the place where a president of the United States should be rattling the saber, is it? (laughs) I don't know. There are better choices. Joe Biden
0: can't really (laughs) rattle the saber. Well, he kind
2: of shakes it a little bit.
0: Eh, I'm really mad now. (laughs) You're going to pay for
2: this. Anyway, upper right-hand corner. All right. Tune in today. Your show started out. Bashing John Fetterman. Well, just one of us. Uh, my, both of us. My question is, don't you have anything better or more constructive to talk about? Did anybody watch 60 Minutes last night? Let's talk about that. One thing about the solar panels that gives electricity to an entire community. Talk about things constructive. Your program is nothing but political. As far as Oz, you can ever talk about how he scammed people with his diet pill scam. That's where he made millions of dollars. Let's be fair. Both candidates have baggage. I will be voting blue all the way. And yeah, that's what I think. yeah, thank
0: you. Uh, hope it's not signed. Okay, no. thank you for the email. Yep, yeah, good excellent point. No, we do talk politics all, Joe and I often start there, but we often start out with other things, sort of the push me pull you that's happening in society related to all the different changes well, in abortion and transgender.
2: A, thirty days away from a, a midterm election with amazing consequences. It's not unusual that would be the topic. What are the amazing consequences we're going to have? Whether or not the Republicans get control of the House and the Senate and whether the Democrats retain control of the House and Senate? I think the country would be on two entirely different paths, depending on which of those two scenarios play out. And do we
0: want a, a Republican Senate so that we, the Democratic House and the Democratic governor have a check in governor? their way, You know, sort of a check and balance? You mean the president. Right. Oh, no, I'm sorry, governor. Okay,
2: yeah, well, president. let's look at it this way. I think our government works best when not one party is in control of everything. That's what I'm asking. Uh, that's the way I think it works best, to be honest with you. I think you might you. be right. You know, then they're forced to compromise and work out things instead of one party just shoving everything through as best they can. So uh, I would hope the Republicans take control of either the House or the Senate. And then we're able to, you know, hopefully make some progress, bipartisan progress, instead of what we've got now. Right. Although what probably will happen is that we'll start fighting politically for the next uh, and presidential election.
0: zero. Right. Well, but see, let's suppose the US government couldn't get those federal stimulus packages through because of splits in the parties. Now I know they were all bar- bipartisan right. in one way or another, but um, would we have all this inflation if we hadn't done all this government spending? Now, granted, there'd be a lot of individuals and organizations and entities and municipalities that wouldn't be as well off today as they were then, but would we have this inflation without
2: $5 trillion in extra government spending? But what's interesting is a large percentage of this money hasn't been spent yet. Well, but so half of it, hasn't it has, been and spent, look what it's done. All right, but if half of it hasn't been spent... Why is it necessary now to spend it? The well, pandemic th- is over, according <laughs> to President Biden. Does the government if it away, well once we, could re- we
0: could we could it the money, <laughs> oh, voluntarily. Yeah, so like the local municipality that wants to build a p- new police station, they're going to say, oh, okay, well we have eight hundred thousand dollars here, but we're going to
2: give it back. You know, no, it, they're not going to give it back, right. and Nobody, maybe they shouldn't. But I, I'm no just saying that there are great. there are some communities that might not need it, and they could make some do something with it. Some people. Are talking about handing it out back to taxpayers. Okay, well, you know, we took it from the taxpayers. Why are we handing it back to them? Why don't we just give it back to the government and say, now, cut the budget. One S- of cut money somewhere
0: else. One of our listeners says, Joe
2: is building a new police station. Is that true? Yes. You are. Well, I'm not personally doing it the Borough Shemokin Dam. We're not building a new station. We're building a new garage for the police vehicles, and we're going to uh, remodel the borough office oh, building good for you! to move the council chamber out to where the borough police garage is now, and then we'll move the police department to the you lower You know you
0: level. have a long zillion laws and permits now for anything that's bigger and better well, to comply with. We'll comply. You're going to spend a million dollars on all this. Are you the architect? No.
2: Oh, okay. Well, if he says I'm building it, I think that's a stretch. Are right. you helping to design this layout, though? No, our borough manager, Ed, uh, drew, the, drew oh, up okay. the plans he's, in, in he's consultation with the police chief. And he's smarter than you on counsel. this topic. Ed is very smart when it comes to construction smarter than you? way smarter than okay. me. <laughs> well, I'll just go ahead and say it out loud for our audience. Yeah, lots of folks are. Because after all, what am I but
0: a, what am I? What De- is, uh, you're a jerk face? Jerk face. Plus, okay. a, you're declining. That's a declining my word declining jerk you. face. So, but see, Joe's always been 20 times smarter than me, and even his decline state is still 19 times smarter than me. Yeah, but when me.
2: somebody can identify me as a jerk face in a few seconds. Well, what?
0: that's the thing. You know, these are your friends, so that's the thing. With friends like this,
2: you, you, they, they Tell you who you really are. All right. So this money, if it's being spent for a good purpose, fine. But let's face it. You know, there's still talk about other stimulus checks and taking some of this money and handing it back to people. If we took it from people, I mean, it's it's circular logic. I'm going to tax you. I'm going to take the money from you over here. And then later on, I'm going to give you back some of it. So what's the point? Why did I take it from you in the first place? Right. Excellent.
0: All right. We need people to comment on that. 1-800-795-95651 of our listeners says, Fetterman may not have the power to release criminals as a senator. It's the mindset of wanting to do such nonsense. That's the problem. Amen. Yep. yep, we got that. All right. Uh, we heard that loud and clear. Thank you for the text. All right. If you wish to text us, send a message to 70236. If you wish to call us, dial on a cell phone or landline 1 800 7959 If you
2: wish want to text us at 70236, be sure to include the keyword jerk face. Oh, no, no, don't do that.
0: <laughs> OTM, then jerk faces. Okay. You have to have an s on its plural since it's bipartisan this time and uh, you can email us at on the market and use the subject line "Jerkface."
4: there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake a service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in english what the problem is there's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area
0: All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I don't think we have any new texts no, or emails, so we'll go right to the phones. Uh, Dan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead.
7: Hey, good morning. Why We often talk about COVID-19. Well, I have a relative that's in a, one of the nursing homes someplace in the surrounding area. I won't mention the name. And I went to visit that relative. That uh, was on uh, Thursday, and that place is almost probably fully vaccinated, so-called. Maybe I don't think anybody refused, but they just sort of give you the the jab. But right now, they're in that facility. Might I won't mention where it is or anything, but there's uh, 33 residents come down with COVID-19, and my aunt's one of them, and I, for the first time ever, when I went to visit, they gave me a real mask, the N95, all these years, I, they, the cloth mask was all right, but finally, they give me a real mask, and I wasn't afraid to visit, I didn't stay long because the relative wasn't feeling well with COVID-19, but what good did the so-called vaccine do? How many of the people
0: that have the COVID-19 there are hospitalized or died? That's what they say the vaccines do today is they lower the hospitalization rate and prevent the the death from COVID-19. So of that number, how many are hospitalized and and or died versus how many would be hospitalized or died without the vaccine? I mean, that's the actual question to ask.
7: Uh, Yeah, well you can tell really that va- the so called vaccine really did a lot of good <laughs> now these people are get it's going through there again and your report said what Snyder County was pretty high high
0: spread yep very yeah, low hospitalization spread. or death but high spread yep
7: so there there she is sick as she could be i didn't mm-hmm. stay long i wasn't afraid for myself but i didn't Want to wear her down any further than she is, but uh, I don't know if she'll end up going to the hospital or not. I, you know, it she's really
0: bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's too so bad. So it's
7: uh, remember her and your prayers, and uh, I do. And it, it's just a sad thing. Well, that's uh, we what they say about this vaccine. This would prevent. Remember, we were told. Take your shot, and you won't get COVID. Remember that. We were told that as the sheep out here. Well, that's a false statement.
0: Told, no, we weren't told. that yeah, you we didn't. were. Well, you might have been told that. Yeah, there's no we argument were told there. We're not. By di- our
7: president.
0: Well, he misspoke. Then it didn't. It doesn't prevent you from getting it. It keeps you out of the exactly. hospital and we, slows your death found rate. We found
7: that out in a hurry. Gotcha. And uh, the best.
0: Are you okay,
1: buddy?
7: Yeah, what yes. was that? Oh, that's Joe
1: <laughs> taking
2: a call from his bookie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give me five on Golden Boy in the third at Bem- uh, Pemlico. Dan,
0: another another quick remark, and then we got another caller all set.
7: Well, but you know, I took the antibody infusion, and that's a, I think that's the right way to go. I took that, and... That that really helped me along a lot.
0: Were you and in the I, hospital?
7: No, I wasn't in the oh, okay. hospital, but I took it outpatient because uh, the MD suggested he knew <coughs> I didn't get the vaccine, or I wouldn't take it. But he he said it wouldn't do you any good anyway. He was honest about it, but he said take get the infusion of antibodies. So that's what I'd do, and I'd do that again if it would get prevalent. I'd do anything to prevent it, but I wouldn't take the so-called jab.
0: <laughs> gotcha. So, All right, we got so, you. you. Thank guys you so much. have a great day. Hey, you hey too, buddy. Thank okay. you. We'll keep your aunt in the prayers. All right, Bob, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. From Williamsport. Go ahead, sir.
1: Good morning. Um, I'll start out with Joe to begin with. An earlier statement you made uh, about Wolf uh, doing something
2: well, he in relation
1: to uh, Fetterman?
2: Well, he contributed $4.45 million to his own campaign. I talked about yeah, that.
1: you you said that he actually did something in business. So. Oh, yes, he
2: did, he did. Yeah. Yes, he built. Well, Mark said that about his cabinet business. It's a family-owned well, business. He's the leader of it.
1: It, was it, was. A fami- it is a family-owned business. That's correct. He had n- hardly anything to do with it. All he did was sponge off the money that they made.
0: He didn't work in the business? He,
1: he uh, I, I'd say no, he did not work in the oh, business. Oh,
0: okay. Well, that's a huge bulletin that only you know because everybody else is no, well No, you aware. check
1: it out. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm you, informed. You, you, you spew all this stuff, and you don't really know what you're talking
0: don't, about. Don't okay? need to. I he already, already, already knew. Business, you spew in face spewer. <laughs> nope, he worked there. Sorry. It's well documented.
1: No, it isn't well documented.
0: Is and double is. <laughs>
1: double you uh, you, you make all these statements and you really have no idea what you're talking about. I was just going to we'll, say the
0: same thing now to we'll you. Move
1: on, now we'll move on to Chris. Chris always calls in with all these facts, but there's only one fact that he states at every call that he makes. I really don't know. I'll have to check that out. Hmm. <laughs>
2: Well, that's being honest. I mean, if he doesn't know, he's check it and he checks it out. My opinion: Chris and I seldom agree on things, but I think he's serious when he says he doesn't know, and he'll check oh, it he's out. Oh, he's serious. And he's always
1: All right. right. But he very rarely knows what he's talking
2: about. He's always right about the things he does know.
1: What What does he know?
0: Oh my gosh, quite a bit. He's bones up on yeah. a lot of national topics from a lot of sources
1: yeah. and
0: local topics. And,
1: and his sources are very suspect. Now you don't we'll oh, want Wait. 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 To, we'll wait. We'll move on. To, Let me we'll ask you a quick Eric. question,
0: Bob. Real quick question. Chris's most suspect source is what? The worst. The most uh, suspect uh, is uh, what?
1: Cartoon Network. I would say <laughs> probably.
0: Okay, I didn't think you knew. <laughs> Good answer. At least it's honest. We'll, sh- we'll give you initiative for that.
1: Eric. Eric's always uh, supporting. These Democrats, like Fetterman, that ne- that actually never did anything in their life, and and I can understand that, because that's like uh, birds of a feather.
0: Is there any such thing as a lazy Republican?
1: <laughs> oh, there's lazy Republicans, I'm sure, and there's crooked Republicans, but. Not ninety percent of them like there are Democrats.
2: There we go. Thank you. Ding I Gotcha. You had to get that in there. Ninety <laughs> percent laziness. Good job, Bob. Good
1: job. No, ninety percent lazy and corrupt. Okay, Both. well,
0: but ten percent of us, I tell you what, are hard worker. I toil <laughs> like a dog.
1: No, now, 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 just, uh, now, just, I'll just uh, interject a comment about that corrupt business. How much? How much was the AOC worth? In 2019, when she ran for, for the representative, I don't know. Right, you're listening 15, to News 000, Radio 1070. Fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars she was worth when she ran. What's she worth now?
2: I don't know, but I think we're out of time. Yeah, we're out of time,
1: well, Bob. We're going to say goodbye. She's worth. No, now. We got gotcha.
0: you. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury.